Hey, before we get started, wanted to say thanks to a couple sponsors that keep the show on the air. Physical Therapy and Balance Centers. They were created by PTs, especially for PTs in private practice. On average, a private practice who joins the physical network grows more than 40%. So if you're ready to discover how the largest network of PT private practice owners are growing and adapting to industry changes, visit physicalfranchise.com. That's F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L franchise.com. And our friends from MW Therapy, they want to know, hey, have your EMR costs grown out of control? Has your current EMR hit a wall? Or maybe it was invented in 2007 when smartphones weren't even a thing. There's a time for something better at times now. MW Therapy. Take a demo now at mwtherapy.com. That's mwtherapy.com, where switching over your EMR is easy. And our friends at CBDRX for you, your CBD store, get the ABCs of CBD at CBDRX4U.com. That's CBDRX, the number four, the letter U, dot com. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This is the PT Pinecast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the uh, the podcast. Uh, coming in, just breaking in, breaking news, but not really breaking news, just breaking into your day. Uh, this one's sort of a riff. We call these half-pint episodes where I sort of just turn the, um, the live stream on because something in my life or in my job or in my travels has come up, and it happened twice today. And twice I got to use the analogy of pick up the dead raccoon. And I don't know if you've ever heard of pick up the dead raccoon. Drop in the comments below if you've ever heard the pick up the dead raccoon. I'd like to know. and But I'll, I'll still explain it. Don't worry about it. So pick up the dead raccoon. I used it uh, earlier today when I was on a live stream with Elise Cantu, also known as the Onco PT. She's got an Onco PT podcast. And my gripe over there or the topic of discussion there was it is on us as professionals. It is on us as licensed professionals to become better communicators. And obviously I have a soapbox that that fits on because my previous life before physical therapy was as a communicator. Um, and the, the quote goes from the UK, former UK science minister, Sir Mark Walport. The quote was science isn't finished until it's communicated. And I love that one. I put it on my email signatures. I put it on my resume. I love that line. I'm like, this is where my two worlds cross, physical therapy and communications. Again, I'll say that line. Science isn't finished until it's communicated. And I never like to be a one-upper. But I I feel like I can improve upon or I I I can innovate on Sir Mark Walport's line, which is science isn't finished until it's communicated. And I would one-up it or I would improve it by saying science isn't finished until it's understood. And here, here's why. I have some re- rationale behind it, right? I'm not just trying to nitpick. Um, the goal of communication is not to have communicated. The goal of going to the gym isn't to have gone to the gym. It's to accomplish something. So what is the goal of communicating? What is the goal of going to the gym, well, for for me anyway, through my lens, the goal of communication is to achieve understanding. And if we agree upon that, then that's where you can see that Sir Mark Walpart's quote 
it's it sort of stops on the one yard line. He, he needed to go one more yard to punch it into the end zone. The goal of going to the gym is not to have gone to the gym. It's to accomplish something, right? Improve endurance, improve strength, something, coordination, anything, whatever you're going to work on at the gym. It's not to have gone to the thing. It's not to have done the thing. It's for something else. So I like my line. Of course, I like my line. It's my line. Uh, the the uh, science isn't finished until it's understood. And so my my gripe today with Elise on a live stream and a podcast coming out soon on her podcast, the Onco PT podcast, was, well, they just don't understand what physical therapists can do. It's such a shame that they don't understand, that they didn't tell them. And I'm like, there's a lot of pronouns going around here, not in a good way. It feels like we like to say they a lot, where they are the people with shortcomings. Well, they don't understand. Patients don't understand what we can do for them. Did you communicate that? Not the APTA, not your state organization. I bet you they're doing that a little bit. We can debate whether they should do it more. Did you? Did you for a minute think about that this was on you, this onus was on you? It's your job as a skilled professional to clearly and concisely communicate what your skilled services can do for people who might need you. I'm sorry, but that is a hill that I'm willing to die on. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. So pick up the dead raccoon. Which I don't really see a, a, a line here, Jimmy. Where does pick up the dead raccoon go? Well, there is there was a great photograph, and I'll bring it up on screen here for the live stream viewers. There was a great photograph taken, and I guess it was someone's job to paint the yellow lines down the middle of the road. And whoever this person is, man or woman, got to a, po a portion of the road where I guess a raccoon had been run over by a car, been flattened a little bit. And their job was to pick up the dead raccoon. Well, sorry, it wasn't to pick up the red dead raccoon. Their job was paint the lines in the road. They were tasked with paint the lines in the road. And if you're watching the live stream or watching the replay video, you can see that they, in fact, painted the lines in the road. Look, there it is. Mission accomplished. I painted the lines. They were not tasked with moving the raccoon. Their boss didn't send them out there knowing that there would be a raccoon. They also didn't set up an expectation that it was within their purview, it was in their scope to move the raccoon. I mean, but Jimmy, come on. This is an obvious example here. Look, the raccoon's laying right where this person would have to paint the lines. Of course they should have known. Of course they should have moved the raccoon. Of course they're just lazy. And I would push back and say, I don't know. Where in our profession have we decided not to move the raccoon? Well, they don't understand what PTs can do for us. Well, they don't understand what we do. We're not getting referrals from our physician partners because they don't get us. Have you clearly communicated in ways that they can understand your value to a physician partner's patient that you might be able to help? Have you done that? They should just know. Mm -mm, that's on you. I'm sorry. I'm not going to let you cop out on that. That's not... That's not on them. That's on us. We need to make sure we pick up the dead raccoon. You have to understand that it's on us 
that's where I like my line. I like my improvement upon Mark, Sir Mark Walport's science isn't finished until it's communicated. I like science isn't finished until it's understood. The goal of communication is not to have communicated, right? And I push on this with researchers. Hey, congratulations. You have a job in which it is your job. It's your, it's your role to come up with questions and find ways to answer those. What is at the end of a researcher's job? Is it to get published? Is the goal of a researcher to get published? I'd say right now, from what I understand, they are incentivized to publish, right? Isn't there that publish or perish? But that's not the task. The task of a researcher, science isn't finished until it's understood. I see some people publish research and they're like, hey, a little pat on the back. All right, good job, me. I got published. I'm in PTJ. I'm in nature. I'm in science. Hot damn. Can't wait to update how many citations I have. Cha-ching. Put another notch in the headboard. Nailed it. I'm sorry. To me, getting published for a researcher, that's mile, uh, that's mile seven or eight of a marathon, my friends. Science isn't finished until it's understood. To go a little deeper with this, uh, it is on. It is uh, the responsibility of the sender of the message to make sure the message is understood. Let's say you got a kid in third grade, right? Teacher walks in, shows cursive to the class real quickly, drops the chalk, walks out of the room. She's done. She, she taught cursive. She's done. Hey, great job. No, no. In that, in that example, of course not. No, no, no. You know, you're going to have to review it multiple times and a good teacher's, doing the, the eyebrow test. They're looking for students who are kind of like, I don't understand this. You're looking at samples. You're walking around the room. You know you have to do a mass. You're going to teach the class in a mass, and then you're going to go one-on-one. -on -one. And some people are going to need more help, and some people are going to need less help, and some people need help over here. We know that of teachers. It's so obvious there. We don't do that ourselves. It's very easy to say it's obvious. Of course that person should make sure that it's understood before moving on. I bet you could teach the whole third grade curriculum in like, in what, five days, right? If you just blew through it, if the goal was to have taught, to have regurgitated knowledge to third graders, but no, that, that ain't how understanding works. It takes time and effort and persistence. Repeat, effort over time, persistence. And some skill and some talent, right? Some people are some people start off t more talented at some things than other. But you can get better at doing something. That's a skill. Communication is something you can be talented at. It's also something you can improve upon. You can improve your skill of communicating. And I would push back and I would say many of my colleagues in physical therapy do not do any reps, any reps in improving their communication. I communicated to the patient. Patients should understand. Patient non-compliant with home exercise plan. Let me write that down. Yeah. I explained it. They didn't, they didn't do it. Non-compliant. Ugh. They just don't get. Like, they need to do this stuff. Did you ever stop to think maybe you didn't explain it? 
I, I, that's an honest question. Maybe some people do. I know some people have said that. Some people are very honest, saying, "You know what? I didn't think about it. Now that I do, I see different results." What? Wow, you did something differently, and you got different results. Instead of that one that Einstein says, right? I think that's him. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. That one's the insanity. I think that was Einstein, or at least it's credited to Einstein. I don't know if it was actually him. I wasn't around. But I would ask again, I I wanted to get him a high horse. I wanted to make sure that you knew I think you should pick up the dead raccoon. So now you understand how I tied picking up a dead raccoon instead of just paying the lines over it back to our profession. I I had a tweet thread go out. I'll find it. I'll tag it in the live stream here when I'm done. I watched a bunch of my colleagues, professional colleagues, complain after CSM on Twitter. I can't wait until I type this out. You're, can you feel everything? All caps. They were very, very uh, miffed, pissed, peeved. About not getting picked up, about one of their present about their presentations not getting picked up for CSM. I get it. I've pitched and not been asked. The irony that I had there was they were tweeting on a device in their hands that could potentially reach more of their colleagues than any presentation, than every presentation, I would I would argue, combined at CSM. I'll say that again to make sure I'm clear. There I am again, going through it, make sure the understanding is achieved. They were sending a tweet complaining about how they weren't asked to present at CSM. One conference happening at one time in one place with one audience. They were complaining on a device that they could use to share the information that they wanted to present at the conference with more people that were at the conference. I would push back. You want diversity, equity, and inclusion? How many people are excluded from conferences purely based on financial reasons? Can't afford the conference, can't take time off from work, can't afford a hotel, can't afford a flight, can't afford food, can't afford childcare, just money. And yet your information, you just, I mean, by saying, it should have been picked up at CSM, I should be on stage. You're complaining on a device that could reach more people than all of the people who were at CSM. And I would say, have a bigger impact because if your stuff's so good, it should spread, right? If you communi- if it's good information that you communicate well, that stuff spreads. To further go a little bit deeper into that, I stated that this tweet, the tweet that I sent, will get more impressions, it will get more eyeballs than the entire sum total of people who were in attendance at CSM. Well, it got double that in less than 24 hours. Case in point, right? I think that's what, check me, I don't know. It's like if you handed someone a TheraBand and they decided to make a slingshot out of it. It's like you had this thing that could do the thing that would help you, but you didn't, you didn't use it. There is nothing between you and the audience that you would like to speak to except your effort. But they don't understand, and they should this. And how come they, and why don't we? I would say, what are you doing to improve that skill? And if you're not doing anything, I don't, I mean, is it, I don't know if it rises to the level of malpractice, but I just feel like it's like raising your hand and saying, I'm okay with, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with mediocrity. I'm not. 
I don't think you should be either. And I think most of my colleagues who like to improve, maybe this is one area they hadn't thought of yet. I don't know. My job isn't to make, change your mind. I'm not here to preach or politic. I'm not here to prosecute. My, I mean, I would like you to think differently. Because I want to work in a profession in a world where people look and they go, yeah, it's my, it's my job to pick up the dead raccoon. I don't just paint the lines. My job was to, my job was do the job until the job was done as best as, as best as I can. And when you see that, come on, you knew, you knew you were supposed to pick up the dead raccoon. You knew it and you didn't do it. So what are you doing in your, in your professional practice? What are you doing as a researcher? What are you doing as an academic? I'm looking at you. Seriously, I can see you in this live stream. What are you doing to be a better physical therapist in terms of communication? I'd love to help if you want one-on-one -on -one help. I have, I, I, I have a passion for this. I don't know if you can tell, but I would love to help. Drop me an email, jimmy at ptpinecast.com. If this half-pint episode resonated with you at all, drop in the comments. Just let me know if you like this, I could do more of it. If you don't, I can try to do something else and explain things in different ways. Actually asking the audience how they'd like to receive information and if it was valuable. I don't know. DM me, like, follow, whatever. Let me know this was good. And if it lit your fire, I could do more. And if not, I hope you have a great day. Pick up the dead raccoon, would you? Follow us online. Welcome to the internet, my friend. How can I help you? Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PT Pinecast. The show today is brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. The Brooks IHL offers seven on-site PT residencies, including orthopedics, women's health, geriatrics, pediatrics, sports, and neurology as well as a Neurologic OT Fellowship, a Competitive OMPT Fellowship, and a Speech Therapy Clinical Fellowship. Therapists that complete a residency or fellowship through the Brooks IHL will markedly advance their knowledge and skills in a specialty area of practice. Learn more about how a residency or fellowship can help you advance your professional development at brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. PTPinecast.com Created by BuildPT BuildPT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs From website development and hosting Providing content marketing solutions For PT clinics across the country See what BuildPT can do for you today At BuildPT.com the PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by PT Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com.